the forgotten Fatima devotion, the communion of reparation on First Saturday. This is episode three of a six-part mini-series. Practice this devotion every month, for it brings such consolation to the hearts of Jesus and Mary and many graces for the world. Praise be, Jesus and Mary. I'm David Rodriguez, Content Director of the Fatima Center, joined yet again by Father Michael Rodriguez. Thank you for joining us, Father. I give thanks to God and our Blessed Mother for allowing me to be here. Well, it's great to have you. We left off last time talking about devotion to the Immaculate Heart. So, if God wants to establish this devotion to the Immaculate Heart of the world, how's He going to do it? He's given us two privileged ways of doing this through the message of Our Lady of Fatima, and those are, one, the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary by the Pope in union with the world's bishops, and secondly, the First Saturday's devotion. So on those two, I certainly think that the consecration of Russia gets a little bit more sensationalized. It's certainly gotten a lot more news. And sometimes I think, you know, in just talking to my fellow Catholics, that one of the problems there, it's all too easy to sort of point a finger and say, well, why hasn't the Pope done this? All of us have asked that question. I've asked that question plenty. And I guess the very simple answer is, it's not maybe what we want to hear, but the, the most basic fundamental answer is, well, God hasn't given the grace yet for it. Right? We need to merit this great grace. And ultimately, that consecration is not up to us. It is up to the Pope and the bishops, although we can do our part. Right? We can help gain those graces. So I think that's really where the second part comes in, because we all can do something regarding this communion of reparation, can't we? Exactly. That's something that is within the means of pretty much all of us. And so it is, again, urgent that every single one of you, you know, every single faithful Catholic, you know, try to encourage the people that you know, people in your parish, people in your homes, people in your families, neighbors, whomever, to fulfill the first Saturday devotion because that's, again, something that each one of us can do. So if we want to fulfill it, we obviously first have to understand what it is and what we need to do. So I think it's, obviously, we go back to the origin, to the source, to God and Our Lady who gave us this devotion. As we mentioned last time, when she came to visit Fatima on July 13, 1917, she gave that explanation of devotion to her Immaculate Heart was so important and requested these two things, consecration of Russia and the first Saturday devotion. She would come back to request them. So she fulfills her promise. And on December 10th, 1925, she appears to Sister Lucia while she's praying in her convent in Pontevedra, Spain. I'm going to read a little bit from The True Story of Fatima by Father John DeMarchi. It's a great book. It is online. You can get it. You can call us for a copy. This is in Appendix 1, page 85, where it's talking about that time that Our Lady came. On December 10th, 1925, the Most Holy Virgin appeared to Lucia, and by her side, elevated on a luminous cloud, was the child Jesus. The Most Holy Virgin rested her hand on her shoulder, and as she did so, she showed Lucia a heart encircled by thorns, which she was holding in her other hand. So she puts one hand on Sister Lucia and then shows her the heart. At the same time, the child says, have compassion on the heart of your Most Holy Mother, covered with thorns, with which ungrateful men pierce it at every moment, and there is no one to make an act of reparation to remove them. I will say very briefly, that's a very powerful image for me, 
very often when I'm doing the first Saturday devotion and trying to offer reparation, I picture in my mind the Immaculate Heart of Our Lady with thorns. And I tell her that I would like to take out a little bit, one of those small thorns by my act, and recalling precisely this image. Then the Virgin said, Look, my daughter, at my heart, surrounded with thorns, with which ungrateful men pierce me at every moment by their blasphemies and their ingratitude. You at least try to console me and announce in my name that I promise to assist at the hour of death with all the graces necessary for salvation, all those who on the first Saturday of five consecutive months confess, receive Holy Communion, recite the Rosary, and keep me company for 15 minutes while meditating on the 15 mysteries of the Rosary with the intention of making reparation to me. So that's the essence here of what we have regarding the first Saturday devotion revealed to us by our Lord and Our Lady. If we can just flesh that out a little bit, Father, again, I mean, our Lord said it, but why, why does He want this reparation done to His mother? The reparation aspect is, again, central because the four, we can say basically the four acts that are part of this first Saturday devotion, as David just read straight from the words of our Blessed Mother, are Holy Communion, and then going to confession, praying the rosary, and then meditating for 15 minutes on the mysteries of the rosary. But also, very specifically, our Blessed Mother asked that all of these actions be done in a spirit of reparation. I mean, reparation to her Immaculate Heart, reparation for all that she has suffered. I mean, from the, again, ingratitude, the blasphemies and ingratitude of men. I mean, in terms of the reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I think that, again, it goes back to what we mentioned in the previous talk of the miniseries, is that we're talking right now about the union of the Immaculate Heart of Mary and of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And I think this is one of the reasons why God and our Blessed Mother are asking for this reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, because... In God's mysterious providence and in His infinite wisdom, He is emphasizing, I think, for us, this union of the hearts of Jesus and Mary. And because of all the sins that have been committed and that, are, that continue to be committed, all the ways also that our Lord in the Holy Eucharist, and again, the Sacred Heart of our Lord, are being sinned against, how He's being, again, blasphemed, that reparation must be made for that. It goes simply to God's justice and the fact that if so many sins are being committed and if God is being offended in such horrendous ways that even though God is infinitely merciful and infinitely good, that that reparation making up for that, it must be done. I don't know if all of you have, let's say, thought about this, but if you think about, just kind of for a few moments, about just our Savior Jesus Christ and His mission, His salvific mission, I mean, basically His mission to come and save us poor sinners, it basically is a mission of reparation. Basically, our salvation and our redemption is a mystery of reparation because it's not like our Savior Jesus Christ committed any sin. Obviously, he was completely free from sin, never committed any sin. And yet, he chose willingly to suffer greatly, to basically, we could say, make up for our sins. 
And so one of the very important ways in which he calls us to also work out our salvation and cooperate in the salvation of others is by joining him in making reparation. And it's not only a question of making reparation to him, but again, making reparation to our Blessed Mother. Again, kind of highlighting the union of hearts, the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. If the Sacred Heart of Jesus is gravely offended, well then, so is the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And if then reparation is being made to the Immaculate Heart of Mary for these grave sins and offenses, to reestablish kind of this equilibrium in God's creation, well then that reparation is also being made in a marvelous way to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And I guess if I could just think in maybe some simple terms, Father, reparation is so important. I think we recognize that any time an evil is done, you can take something concrete like smashing a window, you know, little children smash the window, then we need to fix it. We need to pay and get that fixed. And that's the justice of God. But the mercy is also that, that we can all help fix it. It won't be just on the one person who committed the sin. So when we're doing reparation, there's a world that's committing many, many sins against Our Lady. But in God's mercy, He's allowing us, in union with Christ and Our Lady, to offer the things that are going to repair that, right? Yes. Yes, and I mean, I think that's also one of the reasons why just the reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary is something that's so beautiful, is because we might say it reinforces for us that mystery of the mystical body of Christ, of how just as, for example, you can intercede for me, I can intercede for you, you know, I can pray for you, you can pray for me. Obviously, our Blessed Mother, you know, is definitely praying for us and interceding for us. Well, again, that our Blessed Mother, in a very unique way, this is also why we give her the title of co-redemptrix, in a very unique way, she has made reparation also for our sins by being profoundly united to the heart and the sufferings and the passion and death of our Savior Jesus Christ. I mean, this is really a profound mystery, the fact that Jesus Christ in His passion and death, I mean, again, in offering up this great reparation, His very life, His precious body and His precious blood, in offering up this great reparation for the salvation of mankind, that our Blessed Mother was also intimately connected in that. And so, when we are offering also our reparation to our Blessed Mother, we're kind of, in again, mysterious ways, made a part of all of this. And participants, participants. One of the things I've thought, Father, if I've sort of envisioned in reading different things and some of the different saints, I often consider how alone our Lord was, certainly during His life. He felt a great loneliness. St. Louis de Montfort will talk about that, even in his meditation on the mysteries, and even more so in his passion, you know, in the agony in the garden. But that Our Lady was sort of the one who was with him and could sort of understand him. He got so much consolation from the fact that everything he suffered, Our Lady, his mother, was suffering with him. Almost like, again, she being sinless and he being sinless, she's the one who could sort of understand him, recognize the horror of sin he was battling, and otherwise he's very alone. And so I see him as a good son, and during this tremendous passion and suffering on our behalf, and the only consolation he had was his mother, but his mother suffered so much as well. I think the saints even talk about how like their hearts are mirrors and everything he suffers because she's suffering it, it's mirrored back and it's sort of intensified and it becomes almost like an infinite, unbearable thing. Well, our Lord is now saying, my mother helped me so much in my passion. I want you all, members of my mystical body my, that are incorporated in my body through baptism, I want you to console her also. She was there for me in my passion. I want to be there for her and you, her children, need to be there for her. 
And I, I find that is another really consoling reason and a, an important reason to offer her reparation. Because we're connecting back to the cross. Yeah. I mean, I would say certainly part of the mystery. I mean, again, the mystery of our redemption and what our Savior has done and what our Blessed Mother has done in terms of them making reparation. And like you're saying, the really beautiful imagery of the mirrors and now how we are being called to cooperate in that as well. So she mentioned a promise, but we're going to get to this next time about the five first Saturdays. We'll discuss that a little bit more as well as the individual acts. But for now, obviously, you know, we've talked about how this is up to us. So uh, is this something we do every first Saturday of the month? Most definitely. I would say, although the strict, let's say, promise of our Blessed Mother, or the, not just the strict, let's say the very beautiful promise that our Blessed Mother makes and what you read here at the beginning of our little presentation about that she promises, I mean, it's really a marvelous promise that she makes. She promises all the graces necessary for salvation to that soul that fulfills it at the hour of their death. So a beautiful promise that she connects with five consecutive first Saturdays. But again, and I would say this true spirit of devotion to our Blessed Mother's Immaculate Heart and true devotion to just this work of reparation. Well, it's something that we want to really commit ourselves long term and really completely commit ourselves, especially given the stakes that well, we're facing know, right now and the fact that so many faithful Catholics aren't even doing one of it, them. It was a beautiful so. thing because, again, as we talked in that last image, the more First Saturdays we do, the more graces we get, right? It was a wonderful thing. The last First Saturday, I had finished it with my daughters. She actually had come out of the church. She had finished her meditation. And I said, hey, this is wonderful. You did your first Saturday devotion. She said, yes, I finished it. And I said, well, that's awesome. We are one step closer to the consecration of Russia now because you fulfilled the first Saturday devotion. You've gotten certain graces in a privileged way that weren't available. And this look of joy crossed her face. And she goes, wow, Dad, that, that makes me want more first Saturdays and more months to come quickly. Very nice. And, very and nice. That's, that's the spirit. Be, very nice. Yeah, that's what we're nice. thinking. That every, nice. every time that first Saturday comes, is this is a golden opportunity to get more graces. So we need to tell everyone about it. And we need to talk to our priests about it so that our priests can, you know, offer maybe even one or two masses on that first Saturday, not just one. Offer more times for a confession. Possibly priests can even lead the rosary or assign a layperson to lead the rosary or even guide a meditation. You know, the more priests that learn about this, I think, the more then the faithful will be willing to do it. And for our part in the Fatima Center, we're going to be producing a lot of resources to help people learn how to do this, learn how to do the meditation that you can also be sharing with your priests. So we hope you join in this effort. There's a big push here in this year, 2022, to get us all doing the first Saturdays because we need a lot of graces. Right, Father? The more the merrier. No, I think it's just beautiful what you mentioned about your daughter because hopefully... All of you will be really motivated, not just for five, in terms of just the salvation of your own soul, but to win special graces in this way, obviously for the consecration of Russia, but also for the salvation of souls that are dear to you. I mean, I think it's a beautiful way in terms of just practicing greater fidelity to the message of Our Lady of Fatima of continuing as faithfully as one can the first Saturday's devotion, not just to win graces for the salvation of one's own soul, but for the salvation of many, many souls, or even, for example, the conversion of a parish priest. I mean, yes, we priests are extremely important in promoting this Fatima devotion, but I also know as a priest that sometimes our hearts are the hardest. And so if you are having a kind of a struggle, if you're struggling with a hard-hearted priest near you, especially, I would say, take this to heart, because 
you in a, in a way only known to God and to our Blessed Mother. I mean, you can win special grace from Our Lady of Fatima for the conversion of that priest, which, and just think of, of what maybe that could mean for so many other souls by continuing on in your efforts to be faithful to this first Saturday devotion. Okay, Father, next time we'll talk about the five first Saturdays. If you'll give us your blessing, please. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Benedictus de Omnipotentis, Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti Descendat Super Vos et Maniat Semper. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray, pray for, for us. us. This presentation has been brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. For more resources regarding the Catholic faith and the message of Fatima, and to support this vital apostolate with a donation, please visit our website, Fatima.org, or call us at 1-800-263-8160. So many need to hear the message Our Lady brought the world at Fatima, of devotion to her Immaculate Heart, the communion of reparation on first Saturdays, daily prayer of the rosary, to cease offending God, of penance and prayer, prayer for the Pope, and the necessity of Russia's consecration to her Immaculate Heart. The hour is late. Now, only she can help us. For the glory of God, the honor of Our Lady, and the salvation of many souls, please share the Fatima message with everyone you know, and may Our Lady reward you. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us.